Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, March 1st, and today happens to be the birthday of Miss Angie Vincent. We want to wish Sister Angie a happy birthday today and trust and pray that she is blessed all day long and you are as well. Amen. Well, this is Wednesday. That means we're getting ready for our midweek prayer service here in just a little while. We will be meeting here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. We're located at 1415 Island Ford Road right here in Madisonville, Kentucky, just right off Interstate 69 at exit 116. Love to have you come and be with us. Our service will start at 7 o'clock tonight. We'll have prayer room a little bit before that, and then we'll have that 7 o'clock service. Tonight, Brother Jacob Rickard is going to be preaching his first sermon. He announced his call to preach on Sunday and be preaching his first sermon tonight. And so love to have you come and be with us as a part of that. Let me mention a few things by way of prayer request, and then we're going to move right along and get ready to announce the song that we've got lined up here. But do remember to pray Mike George is a man's name. He's a member of the church out there in Oklahoma where Joshua, our son Joshua, is a pastor. We've been praying for a good long while for Brother Mike. He's been very, very, very sick. He passed away yesterday evening, and so I want to pray for that family, his wife Marie and his daughter Michaela. I want to pray that God would touch them and help them through these days and pray for Joshua as this will be the first, uh, I think, death in the church that he's dealt with and probably first funeral and all that. So pray for him concerning that. Also, we got a couple here in the church that had family members that, that passed away and had their funeral yesterday. Uh, Brother Matt Willis had an uncle that passed away, Maynard, and had his funeral yesterday. And then Brother Shelby Wilson had a sister that passed away, Eva, and had her funeral yesterday as well. So remember these uh, people, if you will, and I pray that God would comfort and help them. And then a lot of the sick, Brother Hall and Mrs. Hall, uh, Mrs. Woodard and several folks here in the church that are sick and having different difficulties. I want to remember them also in prayer. And then, of course, our upcoming one-day emergency marathon coming up this Saturday. Pray for us that God might help us raise the goal that we've set of $10,000 in a one-day marathon that might help us make it on to the end of April. So if you will, keep that in prayer. Ask God to bless it and use it. Before we go to the message that will be a continuation of yesterday's sermon, I've got a song queued up here by the Miller family. Brother Mike Miller and his wife and their children and grandchildren. They live in Ellsner, Missouri, and they're singing a song here entitled, He Has Not Changed. And I'm glad our God is still the same today, tomorrow, and forever he's the same. Amen. All right, as we look back into the scripture, we're going today to the book of Acts, chapter number 15, one verse, Acts chapter 15, and verse number 36. And I'm going to be preaching a four-part sermon entitled, How Are We Doing? This sermon was actually preached a little over a year ago, the ending of 2021, as we were nearing the end of the year. And I was doing an inventory, talking about looking back over our year, looking back over our life, and just see how are we doing. And so that's the title of the message, and we'll be dealing with that on today's broadcast. Actually, today is part two of this four-part sermon. On yesterday's broadcast, we just dealt with the introduction. 
Now, I'm mentioning that there are seven points that I'm going to be dealing with, and on today's broadcast, we're going to look at three of those. Point number one, do we ever think about our soul at all? Point number two, what have we done about it? Point number three, are we satisfied with formal religion? So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Acts chapter number 15. Acts chapter 15. Having said that, I want to try to preach this is not necessarily an encouraging message to us tonight. I'm going to preach what I'll call a year-end inventory message tonight is my thought. So look with me, Acts chapter 15, one verse, verse number 36. Acts chapter 15, verse number 36, and I'll give you the message. I've got seven points. I'll try to give you those tonight. Try not to be too long. All right, verse number 36, and some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. You can underline that. See how they do. I want to preach tonight on this thought. How are we doing? So the the text I've chosen to deal with tonight deals with the exploits of Paul and Barnabas. You know they have already made one missionary trip. Getting ready to make a second. This is where Paul and Barnabas go their separate ways. Barnabas invites John Mark. Again, Paul don't want John Mark to go because he's proved to be a quitter. And Paul doesn't have, it doesn't look like Paul has mercy on John Mark. Later we find out John Mark proves out to be good and, and Paul does uh, receive him. So by the way, that's a good illustration of you and I. Sometimes we might get a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for? We might get a little bit impatient with others. Whereas down the road, we might have a little bit more patience. And we might realize that we, sh- we just called it a little bit too quickly back then. So Paul and Barnabas go their separate ways and Paul picks up Silas. As a matter of fact, verses right before that talks about Silas coming in there and being involved uh, in that. All right. And so we get here though, Paul says to Barnabas, and, and li- listen, it doesn't say God said to Paul to say, doesn't say God moved on Paul. Paul just said to Barnabas, let's make a second round. Let's go back over the area. Let's re- revisit, review the churches where we've been. And, of course, Paul had a pastor's heart. They were church planters, but it does look like Paul had a pastor's heart. And so he's interested in making a return visit that they might revisit their converts in every city wherein they had ministered previously. And that they might go to the churches and see how they do. Now, they were planning to visit these churches and take an inventory to see how much, if any, Progress had been made in their spiritual life and their walk with Christ. Uh, Now, here we are headed towards the end of the year. I thought, you know, it would be a good thing for us to do. Look back over our life. I mean, as a church, is our church progressing or digressing? And as individuals, are we progressing or are we digressing? I'll ask seven questions that we need to answer about how are we do it. Number one, this is my point. Number one, do we ever think about our soul at all? You'd be surprised how many people never think about their soul. They never think about eternity. It doesn't enter into their mind. They live day in, day out without ever considering their soul. 
Amen. They never give the subject of religion a place of thought in their mind. Their year from beginning to end is consumed in the pursuit of one kind or another, something for them, something that brings them pleasure, something that brings them better business, something that works in their politics or something that works in their money situation or something that makes them feel better about what they're doing. Some self-indulgence of one kind or another, their whole year is swallowed up in that. Now come down time to the end, they're going to make New Year's resolutions and they're going to say, I'm going to do better next year, but they don't. They don't even let it enter into their mind. Death and judgment, eternity, heaven and hell don't even enter into their mind at all. They never look into it at any depth. Most people, matter of fact, live as if they're never going to die. They live as if they're never going to be called before the judgment seat of God to give an account of what they've done in their body, whether it be good or bad. They never evaluate where they're going to spend eternity. They just don't think about it. And they don't appreciate it if you try to get them to think about it. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to. We're, we're living in a world, and I think we're getting quicker and quicker and quicker. We're getting to a point that there's going to be some people. Now, listen, I think this is a prophecy I believe will come true. I'd rather it didn't, but I believe it will. We're already at a place where it's this way minutely, but it's going to get more and more. With, with some of the COVID shutdowns, with some of the things we've got going on right now, there will be some people that would rather and will attempt to live in a virtual world rather than live in the real world. I don't just mean spend time. There, well, you'd be surprised how many people spend time, I mean hours, in a virtual world. A world that they can make or they can bend to their own whim. Yeah. But we're, we're getting to a place where they're wanting to do that all day long, day in, day out, all year long. And I believe we're getting to that point. People are getting there and they'll never think about their soul. Never think about eternity. Never think about heaven or hell. Now, they don't deny that heaven or hell are a reality. They just don't want to think about it. Amen. They're like, uh, Gallio, I guess is how you say his name. Look, turn if you will, if you're in Acts 15, turn over to ch- chapter 18. There's a few verses. This man, Gallio, in chapter number 18. Gallio, and he's found, uh, let me start reading verse number 12 of chapter 18. And when Gallio was the deputy of Achaia, that's where Corinth was, by the way, the Jews made insurrection with one accord against Paul. And brought him to the judgment seat, saying, This fellow persuadeth men to worship God contrary to the law. And when Paul was now about to open his mouth, Gallio said unto the Jews, He's the judge now, apparently. He said unto the Jews, If it were, were a matter of wrong or wicked lewdness, O ye Jews, reason would that I should bear with you. But if it be a question of words and names and of your law, look ye to it. For I will be no judge of such matters. And he drave them from the judgment seat. Look at this, verse 17. Then all the Greeks took Sosthenes. By the way, he's the one when Paul wrote 1 Corinthians. Paul, apostle of Jesus Christ. And Sosthenes, our brother, he says. Sosthenes was the man there with him. All right. And then all the Greeks took Sosthenes, the chief ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. Look at this phrase. And Gallio cared for none of these things. There's a lot of people 
Heaven or hell, they just really don't care. They don't care for any of these things. Religion, eternity, facing God, they just, they'd really rather not think about it. They're not going to talk about it. Here's the deal. Gallio turned a blind eye to what they were doing. He turned a deaf ear to what they were saying. His job was to be the judge. And he said, I'm not going to judge. We're headed that way, by the way, in our lawless country. We don't, we do not want them defunding the police. Amen. Well, he turned a blind eye to what the people were doing. His job was to not only be a judge, but was to maintain order in their society. But he didn't care. He didn't care what happened. He, he spoke down to the Jews, but he, he wasn't going to take sides between the Jews and Paul. He didn't care if they killed him. He didn't care. That's what he said. He, he, they beat him. And, and he didn't care. That's how people are today. They don't care about Christ. They don't care about the Bible. They don't care about church. They just don't care. They're not interested. They don't want to think about it. Now here's the sad thing. They don't want to think about God because, for example, they're too busy concentrating on making money. And if they concentrate on that good enough, they may make a killing. And then they're going to die. And then they're going to face God. And then they're going to spend eternity in heaven or hell. Amen. Didn't think about it. Didn't want to talk about it. But it's still a reality. Amen. They can live their life concentrating. Maybe it's not money. Maybe it's just concentrating on their own pleasure. And if they concentrate on it good enough and, and spend enough money and enough time and effort, they may enjoy their life to the end. But the problem is it's going to end and they're going to face God and they're going to spend eternity somewhere even though they didn't want to think about it. So I asked the question, how are we doing? Do we ever even think about our soul? Number two, what do we do about our soul? Now here's the next step. Some people do think about it, but they don't do anything about it. They think about it. They go to a funeral and they say, you know, I, I ought to think about dying. I ought to start thinking about this. But they never do anything about it. Maybe they hear a sermon. Maybe they hear it on the radio or whatever. They, they, maybe they darken the church door sometime and they, they hear a sermon. And they Maybe they see a Bible and it makes them start thinking that, you know, I ought to start thinking about my life. I ought to make some changes about my life. I, 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 ought, to, I ought to meditate on heaven or hell and where I'm going when this life is over. But they don't call on God. They don't ask God for help. They don't look. For a lot. They don't, they don't seek to enter in at the straight gate. They don't even attempt it. They just think about it. Amen. They're not going to do anything about it. They're just thinking about it. Now, there are those that have good intentions. They're intending on getting more faithful to church. They intend on reading their Bible more and more faithfully. They intend on praying. They intend on being a witness. They intend on getting serious about Christianity, but they never do. These people are like the people in Ezekiel's day. You don't have to turn there. I've got a couple of verses I'll read to you out of Ezekiel. They're familiar probably to you. Ezekiel 33, verse 31 and 32. This is God speaking to Ezekiel. And they come unto thee as the people cometh. And, and they come as they are. That's, that's what that phrase means. They come as they are. Amen. Now, I'm not of the opinion that you have to wear a three-piece suit in order to get into church, but I do think that we ought to do our best. Amen. 
And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. You hear that? They sit and listen to the preaching, but they're not going to do anything about it. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. I think about how many people I've heard say, Boy, I like hard preaching. They just don't live it. I ask the question, how are we doing? Number three. Not only do we ever think about our soul and what have we done about it. Number three, are we satisfied with formal religion? I mean, just be religious, is that good enough? Just go to church, doesn't go to the church of your choice. Sounds real good, don't it? Yeah. I've spoken about people that were getting concerned about religion. They, they were starting to get concerned and so many of them, them that have never even given it a second thought, but others that do think about it some and then decide they're going to do something about it. When they do get active in religion, many times it's a shallow, outward only devotion. Nominal religion they settle for. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Amen. A lot of people have a seat in church. It's their seat. That's their seat. They found their seat at church, but they've never found their place at the altar. I'll plug that again because that's needful in our day. They have their seat in the church, but they've never found their place at the altar. In other words, they'll sit and listen like Ezekiel, that God said to Ezekiel, but they're not going to do it. They'll, they'll even say, boy, it's a lovely sound. Wonderful. That, like, you've heard that. That is a warm sermon, preacher. Yeah. <laughs> he said, fella... That woman kept saying, that's a warm sermon. Finally went and looked it up and it means not so hot. <laughs> Amen. There, there's people that will go to church and they'll gladly sit and listen to the songs. They just won't sing them. They'll gladly sit and listen to the sermon. They just won't live it. Amen. Or they won't even amen it. <laughs> they plug in a little bit. Amen. They won't, <laughs> thank you. They, they won't even, they won't even amen it. They, 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 they'll listen to it so long as it's not too long. <laughs> but they'll never apply themselves. In other words, they'll, they'll never participate. I'll get back to that again. I, I heard, I heard just this week, this man that's an Orthodox, he's a Greek Orthodox Christian. All right. That is a warmed over Roman Catholic. That's what it is. It's a little bit more Roman Catholic than a Lutheran. It's the, matter of fact, it's the only thing closer to the Roman Catholics than the Lutherans. But a warmed over, a Greek Orthodox, this is what he said. He said our church fathers, by the way, they, they pushed the church fathers, like the Catholics, church fathers are more important than the church, than the, than the scriptures themselves. The church is the most important thing, bigger than the scriptures, and the church fathers, and those are men like Augustine, and those men that, that wrote these things, and they're, and anyway, this is what he said. He said, the church fathers said in Greek Orthodox churches, that a sermon should never be over 15 minutes long. Now, most of you would say, praise God, I'm going to join the Greek Orthodox church. Because, he said, anything more than 15 minutes is just a show of pride in the preacher. That's what he said. Now, I don't agree with that. 
at all. It could be. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm sure there's times that pride puffs up and, and things get involved. I'm not belittling that, but this is my point. This is what he said about it that, that rung to me. This is why he said it. Reason church, the sermon shouldn't be more than 15 minutes, is because the church, he said, the service was never intended to be a, a spectator, but it's intended to be a participation. That's why they all drink out of the cup. That's why they all sing the songs. They all chant the chants. They all pray the rosary. They all go through all those things that they're all doing together. By the way, he's right about that part. Church was not intended on us just sitting back and grading it, whether it's good or not. Church was intended on us being involved in it. Amen. And so that's, are we satisfied with formal religion? And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer requests taken from the pulpit, and then we'll have preaching from the Word of God, as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. And tonight we have a special treat. Brother Jacob Rickard announced his call to preach on Sunday morning, and he's going to be preaching his first sermon tonight here at the Island Ford Baptist Church. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.